This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, food and the lies we tell. Plus, Biz and Teresa are live from Portland with special guest, all-around rad dad, Chris Routley. live in Portland, which is very exciting. I actually have a note coming up on my computer that says live in Portland. Oh, good. Yeah. And Don't forget to show up for I, that I, meeting. I'm going to show up for, yeah. for Portland. So, how are you, okay. Teresa? Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, let's do that. I'm good. I'm highly caffeinated, <laughs> which is so great. We were getting ready backstage, and I walked in, and Biz said, you smell wonderful. <laughs> and I said, thank you. I just put on real deodorant. <laughs> um, it's she, a live show. Yeah, guys. You guys deserve real deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two or three times a year. Um, yeah, no, I just, it made me, it made me realize how I just, the best way I can describe it is I have not been feeling like a real person for a while. <laughs> like, I, I don't I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I've just been so entrenched in my role as parent mm. that, like, even looking forward to this show and this weekend, I had a really hard time wrapping my head around that I would, like, leave my family and, like, pack a bag with stuff for myself and like go away somewhere by myself and wear clothes and like yeah do things that people do, do stuff like like a person would do yeah. like pretending to be a person and like I'm not gonna lie I was kind of it was hard like yesterday even just thinking that today was coming it was really hard for me to just imagine that this would be happening and that I would be doing this and I but I figured like well it's just gonna happen it's just it's just gonna happen one way or another and somehow like in the process of once I was packed and like this morning once I was like dressed and like walking out the door it was like something kind of like started to click you know like I'm going somewhere I am human like you know and um, by the time, I'm just, I'm happy to say that by the time I got to the airport, the TSA agent greeted me, this is real, by saying, well, hello, Miss Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, I think that was me, and I didn't realize it, because I was free. Yeah. <laughs> Because I had no idea. I mean, really, I, it took me entirely by surprise. But it was a really good feeling, and I realized, like, oh, I but oh. this is okay. I must be okay. This is gonna be good. I am okay. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. How are you, Biz? 
I, I'm pretty good. Okay. I have made some observations on this trip. One, whenever I go traveling, I miss my children. Okay? Mm, like, yes. I, and I, and I, it yes. sounds sweet, but wait. Um, <laughs> this time, I thought about it. I was like, why? Like, oh, why am I missing my children? Like, when they're in school, I don't miss them. And, like, if they're, like, at a play date, I'm not like, oh, where are my children? <laughs> so why is that? And that, which then led me to the thought of, okay, I like the thought of being with my children. <laughs> And when I'm away from my, like, I really like the thought of being with my children. And I really like the idea of spending time with them and, like, quality time and these things we're going to do together. But then when I am actually with them, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with them. And, like, I'm suddenly just like, I don't want to play that. I don't want to, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to, like, this is, like, a long day we have ahead of us. And... I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So that was observation one. Okay. Observation uh, two, when you're traveling, there's a good chance you're going to sit next to somebody and somehow the conversation of children are going to come up. And I, I think there are, there are probably many versions of this, but the two that I think I come in contact with are people who just want to tell you about their kids. And those are usually really good conversations because they're just telling you about their kids. There's no like, and you're like, yeah, that's great. You got kids, that sounds like fun. And then, <laughs> and then, I'm a woman of international mystery. I have no children. And then there are people who want to talk about kids. And they, they may have kids, but they want to talk about kids. Mm. Uh, and on the way here, I sat next to a gentleman who wanted to talk about teens. And not in the fun way that I talk about teens. <laughs> more in a way where, like, maybe he was a little haggard and broken but he was like he was it was like just a lot of like teens are bad and like they're really hard and you don't know how hard it's gonna be oh, and no. and no. I was like I said so I was like okay I like I have my book I'm like doing everything to let him yeah. know we're good put in the uh, earbuds earbud yeah, time yeah like, at one point in time I was yeah. really like this uh-huh <laughs> Uh, I should pause this. Okay. Pausing? Okay. I said, so how, yeah, teens are hard. You just got to tell them you love them or something. I said something like that. And he goes, well, mine are all okay. And I was just like, you just went through this whole thing about how shitty teens are. Yeah. And your teens are totally great. Yeah. Like, my one's on a scholarship and one's doing that. And I was just like, God, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, what am I supposed well, to say? Well, which to is it? Which is it? Are yeah. they horrible or are they great? Yeah. And then the last thing gotten off the plane. I was in Portland. I went to get a coffee. And while I was standing there waiting for the coffee, I had seen there were like a couple, older couple, uh, getting their coffee. And then suddenly I see a young woman. And I, I don't know. I reached a certain age where I don't know how old anybody is. <laughs> but I would say maybe she's like early 20s because she's like by herself and rolling her own suitcase and stuff. <laughs> Doing it by herself like a person. She's doing a good She's job. She's doing a really good job. Anyway, so she, <laughs> she comes down and she's kind of coming around like where the coffee is and then the woman at the counter, part of the couple, turns to her and as the moment she turns, the girl just breaks down into tears and the, it's clearly her mom. Her oh. mom comes over and this girl is sobbing and the mom is just saying, I'm so sorry. 
I'm so sorry. And I don't, I don't know what's happening. No. Except, my, like, literally, my brain was, how am, how am I supposed to do this? Like, I mean, like, like really, what do you do? Like, what do I? Yeah. This is going to be Katie Bell or Ellis oh. one day. Like, one day, I'm going to have a kid. Who, I mean, we already have some, like, tears about stuff, but this is bad. Whatever's happening, something really sad has happened for this yeah. girl. And it could be anywhere from, like, she didn't get a scholarship or an audition or something to, like, whatever it was. Life is filled Life with is suffering. filled with suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, the mom, like, they're doing such a good job, but I just literally was like, what? Fuck! How am I gonna be a parent? Will I be able to comfort her? Will I be able to know what to say? It was a good trip. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, speaking of knowing what to say, I (laughs) I think that that's gonna tie in nicely to what we're gonna talk about today, which is food and all the lies we say about it. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. I always have to let a banjo finish. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about food and lies, but before we do, we are going to have a guest come and talk with us about that, and so I would like to welcome back uh, to the show Chris Routley, who is in his 10th year as the stay-at-home dad of two sons here in Portland, and lefty to Anna. He is the former president of the nonprofit National At-Home Dad Network. He is the current co-organizer of PDX Dads Group and is working on writing and illustrating his second children's book. He's also a previous guest on our show all the way back to episode 24 and 117. Please welcome to the stage, Chris! Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. You're so far away. It does feel kind of far away. It does feel far away, but we had to like, there was like a light thing. So, I, did, I also put on deodorant, though. Did so. you? Good job. That was my it first question. It wouldn't question. be that bad if I was over. Yeah. Before we get into the topic for the day, I would like to ask you, what we ask all our guests, who lives in your house? So, like my well-written intro there yeah. said, I have two little boys, Tucker and Coltrane. And they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my lefty Anna is sitting right over here. And, uh, she, so she heard me be on your show and heard me talking up your Facebook groups. And she is now in so many I know, OBM she's the groups. She's the OBM groups now. Yeah. She'll be on her phone and she's like, I'm posting this thing in <laughs> OBM TMI. Or, so, I didn't know they had so many groups. Oh, there's she, like. She did it. There's like 200. There's like over 200. So I'm mostly here because of her. (laughs) Well, but you also represent on the boards as well. Like since we finally started, when we finally started the Facebook group, you've always been a great like voice to have on there. You know, anybody who listens to the show knows we are very pro dad. This is, you know, we're one bad mother because that's a funnier thing to say. But it's really about all parents and... You know, especially if 
if we want to make this easier, we have to work together and allow everybody to share in the fun. Amen. Um, so before we get started, I want... You always bring such wonderful insightfulness into the world of dad, especially stay-at-home dads, which really do get a shit end of the stick when it comes to everything. Yeah. Um, apparently, you're a magical unicorn and I, shouldn't exist. I've, less so than I used to be. Yeah, that's I, true. I, 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 like I said, ten, oh, it's amazing what's happened over 10 years. Like, yeah. I can really see the difference. But, and, you know, and a community like yours that, despite the name, yeah. was so clearly you know, welcoming of fathers was a lot rarer 10 years ago. And so, you know, I'm very thankful for that. But, you know, things still can be pretty isolating. Yeah, so to not be isolating, there are some conventions that you work yeah. with. Please tell us in case some of the dads want to be involved. Or in case you know a dad who wants to be involved. Yes. So, uh, like, like we said, I was, I'm a former president of the National At-Home Dad Network. And we do an annual at home dad's convention it's called home dad con and i really have to say if, if anyone here that is that is a stay-at-home dad and you've never heard of it please like find out about it if you got any questions you ask me because it is the best thing that i do every year you know it helped me better embrace my role as a stay-at-home parent as my job yeah you know we talk about it as professional development for professional dads <laughs> so yeah. so we go and we do I like i want to be a professional right <laughs> <laughs> And, and so, like, there'll be workshops about real practical stuff. There'll be discussions even, like, on things about, like, how to teach your kids consent and that yeah. kind of thing that we think is really important to address. And it's also, for me, like a reunion every year yeah. with a lot of guys that, were, you know, if you have 150 stay-at-home dads in a room, um, every, they all get it. Yeah. Right? You know? <laughs> and, and you will always find people there who have probably been home for a couple of years and have never met another stay-at-home dad before. Yeah. And that can be a life-changing experience particularly for somebody who didn't choose that role, right? You know, the person that chooses the role of a stay-at-home parent still is struggling because yeah. we, all, we all suck at it. Yeah. Uh, but, but, the per- <laughs> but the person that feels like their circumstances are why they're at home and it's not really what they want to do, like being with other, in this case, dads, can really help you just embrace uh, the value of what you bring to your family. Yeah. And it can just change a life. So... Yeah, we do home home dad con every year, and I hope it keeps going. I think this is the twenty fourth year. Yeah, but then locally, you also do PDX yeah. uh, dads. So PDX dads group is a sub of uh, what's called city dads, and so they, we have I think thirty seven cities around the country, and this is really for any dad. This isn't just yeah. stay at home dads, which sometimes makes it hard because we we rely on the members to say like, you know, I'm going to this park at this time. And I don't want to be the only dad there. So we put it on yeah. you know, the meetup group, as well as to trying to have dad's nights out, just for guys that want to be around other dads and meet up and talk shop. Uh, you know. But you know, how, are you, how are you handling this kind of thing? And so, again, I co-organize that locally. And so since you are mostly local, I'm guessing, if you are a dad or you know a dad who would benefit from spending time with other dads without being too creepy about it, it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, it can be hard. You know, I have never, I've never lived an experience as a mom, but I know that like moms can also struggle with isolation and find, you know, finding a group. You've heard the show, right? Um, <laughs> the difference tends to be is that if you find one group and yeah. you don't get along with anyone, you don't like them. There's probably another one. With the dads, we only have that we're dads, <laughs> right? 
Everybody put your deodorant on, Dad. Yeah. This is all and, we get. Yeah. This is it. And we've watched Mommy Wars and been like, we don't want to do any of that. Yeah. And so, it, you know, you, you got to kind of make it work. Yeah. And so that's lo- locally... We want dads to be able to get together and feel supported. And so, again, check that out. PDX Dads Group. Awesome. Well, cool. yeah. th- thank you for yep. helping the dads. Yep. <laughs> Let's get into our topic today, which is food and line. And I, <laughs> I think Teresa and I realized recently... You know, guys, food know, and line. Food and line. Obviously, food and line. Hand in hand, peanut butter and jelly, food and line. Except my kid won't eat fucking jelly. Anyway, uh... <laughs> I just want to, like, start off by saying that, like, I don't think I was prepared for the shit show that was feeding my kids. Like, I really, I honestly yeah. thought that, like, I don't know, I just never thought about it. I was like, I'm gonna have, I have a kid. I'm going to feed it. And uh, I, either with this bottle or this boob. Whoa, neither of those are working. Or they're working great. Or whatever. That was really frustrating and hard, and I wasn't expecting that. Now they're eating solids, and that's even worse. Uh, Because they're speaking, and with opinions, and like all this stuff. And I can't just cram it in there anymore. I mean, lovingly. (laughs) Feed my child. So... Yeah, it just was kind of, so I just want to, I just want to reach out to Teresa and Chris. Teresa, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Did you find that to be a true experience? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely did not, I definitely thought that anything I'd heard about like problems with like picky eaters or something was like created by bad parenting. (laughs) And that obviously I would just I would just cook what I was gonna cook and yeah. my kids would just eat it because they would and yeah. I would just teach my kids about that and yeah. it would just be great. It's I mean, perfect, yeah. It's I mean it's it's really like exhibit A of like yeah. n- like not understanding how things were gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Chris, totally different perspective. You're a stay-at-home dad. I'm sure you made it work super easy. Really easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had kind of stages of things where we're like, we're really good at this. Yeah. You know, an example, when, we, when, we, when our boys were little and we'd be like, we're so clever because we're adding a little bit of cumin into the sweet potatoes. <laughs> and so my kid is going to like appreciate Indian food. Cumin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you know. So good. And yeah, we would tell, so maybe good. tell other people that like there's this yeah. trick, you know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, it just That's doesn't work that way. That is, I could derail, we could totally derail yeah. on, I'm going to tell some no. other yes. parents something that works great. Right. And I'm going to yeah. be really you learn, great and yeah. helpful. You'll learn that lesson. Yeah. Right away. Really yeah. quick. Right. Yeah. So, but so, you know, we've, we've tried some of that stuff and I feel like we were actually really fortunate moving to Portland yeah. because this food cart scene meant we had so many options. Uh, for your child to for, say, for fuck children. you, Tim. Well... <laughs> Not yet. I mean, we got to that. Right. But we're like, to let them try different things. I mean, like, and again, this is like not like some super trick, but most cultures have a dumpling of some type (laughs) or a a carbs and cheese, right? And so I I could take them to food carts and and they legitimately, I thought, had a pretty good palate for quite a while. And in some ways they still do. But now all of a sudden, one day one of them announces they hate cilantro. Yeah. He's one of those. 
Who right? the fuck is it? How old are your children? Yeah. Cilantro. They're ten and eight. Cilantro. But cilantro yeah. is one of those weird things. I know. Yes. Yeah. Everything is a weird okay. thing <laughs> and, for and so my I, children. I accepted that yeah. of like, okay, there's this weird chemical brain problem, yeah. that, you know, and uh, it's a problem because I love cilantro That's right. and I couldn't cook with it. But like my my youngest, who would like be eating all this stuff, they both ate almost anything. Then one day decides he doesn't like potatoes. Yeah. And I'm like, who doesn't like potatoes? Yeah. You, you have liked potatoes for the first six years of your life. Can I, can I also just say, who doesn't like potatoes? Right. Do you know how many times I've said like, who doesn't like a fucking hamburger? I right. say fucking Sorry, hamburger. I have to say, yeah. I have a memorable yeah. thing from my childhood where my mom, <laughs> who was normally like very even-tempered, went on this whole thing where it was her against the whole family. <laughs> About how can you guys not love potatoes? They're the food of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> provided, provided, like for for our sustenance. Yeah. Like there, it, like They're it was potatoes. like it was yeah. like morally wrong yeah. that like you didn't. Eat we the weren't potatoes. into the potatoes. Oh, because yeah. and and like now as a parent, I totally get where she was yeah. coming from. Like, yeah. Well, potato. We could do a whole show just on potatoes. Just sure. Because sure. it is like. How do you mean you don't eat mashed potatoes? Right? Like, right. like my kids don't eat mashed potatoes. Yeah. And I'm like, they're the greatest food in the world. Well, and they're like, but and they'll eat french food. fries. Yeah, they eat french yeah. fries, right. but they won't eat tater tots. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just a crammed together french fry. It's not like, or they only want the skinny french fry, not the thick french fry. And then I'm like, I can't be the parent who's like, eat your french fries. Exactly. Right. Shut your mouth and eat your french fries. All right. Which, which leads me, leads us into the different ways we try to get our children to eat food. And like the first one that comes to mind after you accept that they're just going to eat whatever because you made it, uh, is gone. I think there's the, the first on my list is eat it and threats. Like, I don't know why I did this. This is yeah. not a, th- sorry. This is my potato. Um, the, uh, it's eat it and potatoes. Eat it and threats like, you, if you don't eat this, you will sit at this table until it is all eaten. And by the way, I'm going to do voices, but these are all viable things to try in your house. <laughs> and I, I have done every one of these. So there's that. Have you, have you ever done the eat it? Have you ever just gotten so frustrated that you've been like, just eat it? Like I, A really long time ago. Yeah, I know, a really long time ago. It's like the first one I went it's for. It's the first it's one. the first one I went for. Yeah. Because everybody's like, Yeah, I just, just made this, you need it. to eat it. Yeah, yeah. And this friends, is your dinner. Yeah, helpful you need to people eat it. Yeah. are like, this helpful person is yeah. over here is like, just tell them to eat it. <laughs> and you're like, oh God, that's such a great fucking idea. I'm going to do that. And then you're like, eat it. And they're like, yeah. I have the will of a thousand horses. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. There's there's also I'm gonna make it from scratch because yeah. somehow sweat equity mm-hmm. equals edibility. Yeah. But if I make this, they're gonna love yeah. it. Yeah. And there's there's a subconscious thing of like, I'm really doing this because I'm enjoying it. And I'm <laughs> I'm making something special that I feel really good about, so that's going to be meaningful, and somehow there's like some part of my brain that thinks that's going to translate to them. The love. They're going to taste the love, and I'm pretty sure it tastes like cumin. Did you? (laughs) Like, I've had these ribs in the sous vide for 48 hours. You're going to love them. I know. know. And it's 
always complicated. It's yeah. never like, I handmade you some peanut butter toast. It's like, I sous vide, and I steamed, and I bought special equipment to make it, and I downloaded recipes, and there's a heart made of beets. You know, like, it's beet icing, whatever the fuck beet icing. And I've tried beet icing, and I know what it is. And it's, they don't want to eat it. Um, there's, there's also the latest one that, we, that we've been doing, just make it available, mm-hmm. and they'll eat it. Yeah. Yep. They won't. I know they won't. <laughs> it just sits on the fucking table, and then like, and that goes with the like, that goes with the like, make sure there's at least some healthy options. But it, okay, and, and you subscribe to this? No, a little. No, I, I do, but this is what happens. Yeah. No, but this is what happens. I do that. This is what I do. Okay. But yeah. this is why it doesn't work. So you, <laughs> so you put a few different things out. You know at least some of them are healthy. At least some of them are something you know they like. There's and a potato. just a few different things. I sit there and I look at it and it looks really nice. But if I ask myself, which one of these things are they going to eat? I just know that it's just the one thing yeah. of strawberries or yeah. whatever. Like, I'm making all the rest of it for me. <laughs> like, to see that I'm serving them all of these nice options. Yeah. But, like, when it comes down to it, I know that I'm giving them crackers. Yeah, yeah. They're going to pick the crackers. They're going to pick the, like, one right. thing. Yeah. That, is that... What is... But Before we get into what I think is the ultimate way... Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, it's going to be lying. Uh, <laughs> is there any other... Do you Have you tried a different technique? Have oh, any we've of these, tried so much. So many things. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I feel like I need to apologize to my parents. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I have the one kid where we're like, the touching of the lips will yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, all over the table. Oh, yeah. And I, I might have done that when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and I remember the, how angry I was at my parents when they accused me of doing that on purpose. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm sorry, mom and dad, I yeah, got yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there, there's, there's something we've done with our youngest child, who's the pickiest one, of really letting him get ferocious about eating things. So it's like we just want him to have one bite of something yeah. and I'm like eat it like you're a really angry lion right <laughs> kind of a thing and that's, that's pretty good well yeah, it's, like that. it's good that in that, that it worked once yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. and and after that there's no reliability there that yeah. this is now my yeah. go-to and like I I've experienced enough as a parent to know that like that the uh the like the battles of wills yeah. are not worth it no and so and so and sometimes I feel them with myself it's like this is just like I'm shamed yeah. if he doesn't eat a little bit. Yeah. And it would be so arbitrary, whether it's just a little tiny whatever like that. And I realize I don't want to have that power struggle. Um, well, it's also... And my, if my kid doesn't finish this little piece yeah. of cauliflower, it's yeah. not going to change anything about our lives. Well, but a lot of it, I think, sometimes is, just to break before we get to the lying, there is some displacement, I think, that goes on with this. Where, like, if I'm having the day... Yeah. It's very easy for me to like suddenly take all the like, are my kids grateful? Are they ungrateful? Do they understand? Will they grow and be good people? Blah, 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 blah. All that can come out in that piece of cauliflower and yeah. then be like, you will eat the cauliflower. Yeah. And like it becomes, it's like it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. It has like fucking zero to do with them. It all has to do with me. And I just like get super crazy focused on it. And that's, 
not healthy. No, it's not. <laughs> I I feel that. I yeah. also feel like even when I've gotten like pretty good at like lowering those stakes for myself, yeah. like whatever happens tonight doesn't have to do with what kind of person they'll be someday. Um, <laughs> I do I do still do this one thing that is horrible, which is that somehow I get an idea of something that I've never made before. Yeah. But for some reason, I think it's gonna work. Yeah. I don't know why I do this, but sometimes I'm Ooh. like, oh my God, obviously this will work. It'll be great. Yeah. And for some reason, I set myself up with these expectations. Yeah. And then those are the worst nights because then <laughs> when I serve it, they won't eat any of it and I've put work into it. Because you and put now the I'm work. really mad. It's not I'm just so mad. Because yeah, it's not just the physical prep of the food sometimes, it's yeah. the mental, like, yeah. like, like I feel go good about the this. cycle yeah. of like they can do whatever they want, they'll be fine. To the like I cannot provide sustenance for my child, I am like failing. Yeah. And then you so you start with the I'm gonna try this and this and this will work, and it'll get a vegetable in them or something. And yeah, that sucks. Mm -hmm. So let's get to lying. Okay, I think I think lying or bending the truth is sort of where. My most of my successes have happened. <laughs> and, and not just in eating, guys. Not just in eating. And I think there are some tears to the lying. Okay? I think that there are a variety of ways we lie or use our imagination to feed our children. The one way is calling it something else. I very famously... Not at all. Called meatballs horse balls right. for Katie Bell. <laughs> yeah. she, I was like, right. she was like three or something. Yeah. She had to have been three because we were still in Brooklyn. And I was like, do you want meatballs? And she's like, no. And I was like, do you want horse balls? <laughs> and she was like, absolutely. And like she ate them like right, right away. Uh, we did monkey brains. Yeah, it's the calling at something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any successes with that? Monkey brains. Monkey uh, brains? Yeah. yeah. What is it about it being like the most disgusting fucking thing it could be? Yeah. We're like, yes. I want to eat monkey brains. I definitely don't want to eat pizza. Call it yeah, whatever But fucking monkey brains. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what it, was the monkey brains? Oh, it's been many things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was many, many things. The, the thing I remember the most is my, when my son, who doesn't like cilantro now, if there is cilantro <laughs> in there, I sometimes we'll call it, say it's parsley. And he'll be like, oh, okay. Wait, does that work? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's parsley? Yeah. Well, he I, likes parsley and he doesn't yeah. like cilantro, so. That's okay. Yeah. The other, the latest is the dragon muffin thing that I did. Yeah, is, what's the, tell okay, us about there's that. There's some, like, I came across, I was like in one of my desperate, I'm not feeding my children, I'll go on to Pinterest and it'll solve all my problems. And so I go on to Pinterest and I'm like, picky eater, nothing works, whatever. I don't know, some, <laughs> some shitty search. And on came the muffins. Because Ellis likes muffins. Maybe I entered the word muffin into the, yeah. into the mix. So I got a, a variety of these muffins, and I come upon one, and she calls them in her, this food savior that I found, calls them princess muffins. But she's basically like, you call them whatever you want. And there's like, there's like broccoli and carrots and like zucchini, like applesauce apple juice and like yogurt and it's like with wheat stuff and some honey and shit and it makes a shit mess in the house because you gotta steam stuff and then you gotta put it in a 
like a puree it. And then you've got to like, then mix that together. And you got to use a blender. Like everything's trashed. And I know, I know. This is definitely one of those ones that if I had handed it to Ellis and he was like, fuck you, I would have been crushed. But I handed it to him and I said, dragon muffin. And he was like, all I want are dragon muffins. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can't have them because it takes too long to make. Um, so that ties into another way we lie, which is hiding things within things. Oh, yeah. we, everybody's got the like spaghetti sauce with 18 vegetables. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you, you try and hide the lie under something else. Yeah. Does that Get work? a good blender. Yeah, and a good blender. Um, wait, so there's a, there's a soup I love that is a real soup. It's West African peanut soup. This is like carrots and sweet potatoes and peanut butter. And oh my God, you they like the it. Best diet. And they like and they like it. <laughs> but what I recently discovered is like I if I add peanut butter to the soup, I can call it peanut butter soup. And uh, oh. it doesn't matter the mix of vegetables that are in there. Yeah. If it's pureed enough, they don't know that there's onions and all this kind of stuff in there. And they're much more willing to, now, to drink, I know eat that it, drink it. Scientifically, what I'm about to say is not true. Okay. <laughs> but with the whole <laughs> never really stopped me. But because uh, we're a science show, when, whenever I read the recipes where people are like, it's in the spaghetti sauce or in the lasagna, I think it must have lost all of its nutritional value when they hid it in here. Uh-huh. I know that's not true. But in my mind, I'm like, feels that way. it feels like when you can't see the vegetable, it must no longer be a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that's, I'm just, I'm in the situation where my kids won't eat the thing yeah. that the thing is hidden in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they won't yeah. eat any, they won't yeah. eat spaghetti. No. They won't eat muffin. Like, they yeah. won't eat soup. Yeah. They won't, oh, yeah, like, they, soup. they won't eat any. <laughs> so, Who the fuck eats soup these days? Yeah, no. <laughs> no one in my house. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing left for me to lie about or hide <laughs> things in. I'm gonna hide this piece of broccoli under some yeah. more broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't even like dip that shit in chocolate. It just doesn't work all the time. All right. There's also just lying, kind of. This is like a one foot in lying, one foot out. There was recently, I was going through the calls, and it was like every other call was somebody calling in saying that they were a genius because they lied to their kids about eating. And it was so great. It was so great. But there was like one one call came in. She was so pleased. She. Made lasagna, but her kids won't eat the sauce and the noodles together. So she separated it out. She gave the kids the noodles. And then she put the sauce in a bowl and called it soup. And she's like, here's your soup. And the kids were like, we love soup. They love soup. And they, like, eat all the sauce. And then they eat, like, all the noodles. And she felt, like, so good about it. And then later she was eating. She was like, it's a two-parter. Later she was eating some of the zucchini noodles, whatever, and her kid comes over and says, are those noodles? And she's like, without even thinking, I was like, yes, they are, and because he likes pasta, yeah. and she handed it to him, and he ate them, and I was like, well, that's a lie. I mean, it's not a whole lie, because yeah. technically it's a noodle, and technically all that sauce in a bowl is mm-hmm. soup, mm-hmm. but it's also not. Okay. I like this. Do you remember last week when we talked about how like the question our kids were asking yeah. wasn't really the question they were asking and that's why it made oh. it okay for So that kid was 
wasn't maybe really asking, is that a noodle? Maybe he was just really asking, would I like to try that? So she said yes to that. Wow. So really good turnaround on that. Yeah. Yeah. So thankful that I get to talk to Teresa every week. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's sinister. It's a little sinister. It's a little sinister. So monkey brains is a lie. So but they know that's a that was, lie. That was more like they, imagination fun. Yeah, that's right? like, they're just having fun. flat out yeah. to your It's the same way that I, I nod along when my son says that he's a robot. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, that his, he, has, he actually has a monkey who's his favorite stuffed animal, that that is his daughter. Oh, you don't say, and, and no, you're not. whole backstory, we play along. Yeah. Okay. Right. okay. Have you ever lied to your children about food? Well, yeah. I mean, I say it's, I say it's parsley. You know, yeah, uh, that's it's, a lie. I mean, I keep coming back to that one. It's probably not the worst to, to come to mind. <laughs> sure, I do. I mean, there was a time when every meat was sausage, and and I didn't correct that because yeah. they're asking it sausage because they know they like sausage. Yeah. And I didn't want to get into like these cute animals died for your meal. Oh yeah, right? no. Something like that. And so, has anyone else done that sausage for all meats? Yeah. That, it, it it works. You know. And again, like I talked about, like like you were getting dumplings. Uh, yeah. And I can just call them dumplings, and I don't have to get into what's inside them. Yeah. And they were, well, you know. So, sure, I mean, I don't think there's a specific food that I have continued to lie about because they, yeah. they're, they're pretty smart and they tend to figure these I things know. out. I know. That's and the it's, problem, isn't it? I mean, as they get older, this happens where they start to call you out yeah. on some yeah, of these things. It's fair. risky. It's risky business. It's a risky lie. Yeah. You pull the lie thread, and then yeah. all the lies yeah. come out. I'll tell you yeah. the, biggest, the biggest lie that I told my kids is. Uh, uh, I don't want to judge anybody over this, but we don't eat at McDonald's. Okay. okay? When I was in film school and everyone, we were all poor, poor artists, uh, we talked about going to McDonald's. They called it wrestling the clown. Yeah. Right? Because it was just so risky. You knew what you were getting into. And I, and I, didn't, <laughs> and I didn't like doing that. So since the time they were really little and we would go to the play place at McDonald's. What? But we would be like, we don't, we don't eat the food there. Uh, it's, not, it's not very, it's not any Are good. Are you even allowed to do that? Yeah, well, I got away with it. So. <laughs> but uh, so we wow. didn't. So we didn't eat there. And the reason I said like their food is not very good, or you won't feel very well after. Yeah. And then one day, my in-laws, hi, honey, uh, my in-laws <laughs> were were visiting, and uh, I don't even remember the circumstance, but they took them to the play place for us to take them out, and then got lunch there afterwards. Yeah, because you didn't tell them. And and our, our son Tucker took one bite of a McNugget, and he puked. <gasps> And we believe it was unrelated, but we sure, carried, we sure kept le- letting them think that it was yeah. good, right? And it's, that's kind of still the case. So, like, you know, when he, when we, we went there one time, and uh, they, he tried a hash brown, and he was, he was like, they're actually pretty good, Dad. Yeah. You, know? so, you are wrong, Dad. So, yeah. so, but that's probably the biggest one, is that we carried on that line that if yeah. you eat McDonald's food, you will you throw, throw up. up right? Wow. Yeah. That one time. will come back and haunt you. Yeah. I think this leads to like where I, I think we're headed. And I think we're headed in two directions. One direction is, isn't this all like super corrupt? <laughs> I mean, like what we didn't talk about was bribing. Bribing. Because yeah. mm-hmm. bribing's another way. Yeah. If you eat it and I'll give you this. Yeah, well, that expands beyond food. Yeah, that right? expands. Yeah. Well, so does the lying. Yeah. But like, should we feel bad about it? <laughs> Good. Also, uh, I'll take that. I'll take that as a as a as a positive. We're doing the right thing. 
But you brought up something interesting and even more profound than how corrupt we all are by doing this. I I just think the most confounding thing about this is that it doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) for survival, they should want to (laughs) eat. So, like, it feels wrong, fundamentally, that we're doing all of this work and putting all of this thought and energy into something that, like, ideally, they're just going to do on their own, (laughs) right? Well, but that, like... To survive. I mean, can we just, like, throw food out on the floor and then just walk away? I mean, like... I don't know. I don't either. I don't have the answer to this. Ah, damn it! (laughs) Have the answer! Well, I think that's been incredibly insightful. (laughs) Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wombat Mother is supported in part by Care.com, dedicated to giving you an easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Biz and I both have premium memberships. You can find care for everyone in the family, whether you need childcare while you're at work or to line up a sitter for date night, Care.com is there for you. You can also find housekeepers, dog walkers, tutors, errand runners, and senior care. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit Care.com slash mother when you subscribe. That's Care.com slash mother for 30% off a premium membership. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Teresa. Good, guys. Really good. So good. We're supposed to be like, it's like we're in a target right now. Seriously. fucking genius, people. I I think we do the live shows for that moment. For that, yeah. That you guys just gave us. It's the best. I'm actually pretty sure it's the fail one coming up. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. All right. Um, Okay. So, Gracie lost her first tooth. So, okay. She had this, it's one of the front top teeth, and it was, like, suddenly really loose because she bit into an apple or whatever. But it was sticking out and, like, hanging there for a really long time. Like, sorry, this is totally going to gross out, like, at least half of you, but it's so worth it. So just... I just just think teeth are weird. You do? Okay, you're going to hate this. You're going to hate this. So it's, like, it's. it was funny because it was, like, Sticking out, it was like changing the look of her face for, for like a few weeks because it was just sticking out. It was adorable. 
But you could just, every time any we saw anyone, everybody was just like, when is that tooth going to come out? Because it just really looked like it was about to come out. And it just wasn't coming out, and it wasn't coming out, and she, like, found a way to chew around it and, like, not need it. And, like, finally this one night we're talking about it, and I was like, well, you know, I could just pull it out for you. And she was like, okay, Mommy, will you pull it out for me? And I was like, in my mind, there's no way she's going to go through with this. Yeah. But sure, sure, I'll totally pull it out for you. Do you want me to? And she's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So I thought to myself, either, either it's just going to come right out, like, really easily. Or, or she's going to change her mind and be like, that, that was horrible. Let's not do that. Or, but... <laughs> What happened instead is I have, like, the crazy bravest kid on planet Earth because I sat there and, like, I'm not kidding. Like, I used... And I had to, like, act like it was normal because I wanted to be brave back to her. Like, like, I had offered this thing and I had to see it through now, even though it was, like, kind of really disgusting. And it took a while. She needed breaks. She took breaks. She's like, hold on, I need a break. She'd walk away. She'd walk away. I need a break. And then she would come back. Seriously, I'm not kidding you. And so, like, the third time, I was like, oh, it's coming out. And I pulled it out of her head. Not only do you have the bravest child, you may be the bravest mom. Thank you. Like, Thank you. My God, that is challenge. Yeah, yeah. Thorns love a challenge. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Wow, yeah, Yeah. thorns do like a fucking challenge, don't they? (laughs) Okay. So my journey is all right. uh, My husband travels a lot. I get to travel like twice a year. But when we go, uh, you know, we fall into the habit of bringing back a gift for the kids. This is what you do. Well, it's not what you do, but it's what we set the bar for. And they remember. And they're, Katie Bell's pretty, like, fluid with, like, whatever we bring her back. She's pretty excited. Ellis, mm, surprise, no. And so, like, Stefan was gone uh, recently to China, and he came back and gave this, like, really cool little Transformer thing. And, like, Ellis liked it, but he was really upset because he, he wanted something, he wanted more. Right? And I, last week I talked a little bit about how my therapist was like, oh, well, this is, you know, sometimes kids, you know, deal and process with items, and maybe he didn't think the length of the trip was worth the, what you got yeah. back. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. So I, in order to like get out of the house, I've been prepping Ellis for the fact that I was going to be going out of town. I'm going to be going out of town, and I'll be bringing you back something. Right? So won't that make up for me not being here? And he was like, I would like a gup from the Octonauts. Some sort of gup. That's like their boats. There's the gup K and the gup C and the gup They know what gups are. They know what gups are. And so... (laughs) They do. Um, So I was like... I could have said, where the fuck am I going to get that? But I didn't. I said... Oh, I'll have to really look in Portland to see if I can find a store that sells it. And then I went on Amazon and I I ordered it last week. And I put it in my car that I was driving to the airport 
so that when I come home, I can just take it out of the trunk of the car, put it in the bag, and be like, look what I brought you. So good. So I am, good. I am, I am pretty pleased. You're so good. All right, one of the things that we love doing at our live shows is having some live genius and fails. And wow, you guys are killing it. Yeah. Uh, we got quite a few. Yeah. We're gonna do three and you're gonna get a little trophy. And uh, so we are gonna get started with, is it Arthur Perez? Oh my God, <laughs> All right, so there's a mic right here in the middle. So make your way. We tried to pick people who are sitting in the most awkward places to get to a mic, so I hope that worked out. All right, so if you would like to share this. So we have a five-year-old, and uh, he really likes to, uh, well, he likes to play with us, but we were kind of trying to figure out what to do with him one day. And um, (laughs) I don't remember exactly how the idea came up, but we started playing basketball, but we were like, every time you miss a shot, you have to pick up an item and put it away. And we call it clean up basketball. And then all of a sudden he's like, can I play clean up, clean up basketball? Like all the time. And so we just, we, we play with him with it. Oh my God. That's so, so good. fucking genius. So good. good job. Woo! That was a good job. Nikki, where's Nikki with the, with the bottle? Come on, Nikki, get on over. Come to the mic. So this is my mom's genius, kind of with us together. But um, anyway, I, I packed my kids up to my, I have a four-month-old four and a four-year-old, pack everything up to get to bring my mom out to lunch, went to see my mom at work for lunch, took my mom to lunch, got to lunch, sat down, pull out bottle to feed baby, have no nipple, <gasps> to for bottle for baby. <laughs> my second child. Yeah, give me a break. Major fail already. So I remembered seeing a YouTube video of someone's like, I gave my baby medicine through her pacifier this way. And I'm like, my God, mom. Sorry, I'm going to look at her like I'm talking to her stuff. (laughs) My God, mom, they have a hole in the nipple of the the, the pacifier. I'll just, you know, feed that. But I, I remembered that the movie Parenthood, you pour a load of water into a diaphragm and to see if the nipple yeah, yeah. works. <laughs> I have to use my, my movie reference for Very this good. right there. But I remember that as I did it, I poured water into the nipple to see if it actually would had a hole. It does not. <laughs> so, this is now second fail. And I'm trying to be like, oh God, oh God, oh God. I pull out a pen, actually P-E-N, a pen. <laughs> Thank you, Bick. Um, and stabbed it. <laughs> Sorry, not known promotion, but stabbed a hole in <laughs> through the pacifier, and so it made a hole through the pacifier now. I don't know how that lady had one in hers, but my baby <laughs> did not. And my mom, with her steady hands, um, poured the milk okay. little by little through that little tiny, what I call yeah. a pacifier yeah. well, yeah. a pacifier well, um, <laughs> little yeah. by little, mm-hmm. just like this into the pacifier as my baby drank that the is, whole yeah. five ounces. Yeah, so good. Right? It's like the MacGyver of bottle feeding. It is. And my mom did not spill a drop. <laughs> that is a genius runs in the family. All right, our last genius, Emily. This, this, what, huh? 
I just didn't want you to give it away. I'm not going to give it away. I'm just going to say, Emily with a, a, a stuffy. There she comes. Thank you. So we showed up to kindergarten drop-off, and every day the kids are supposed to bring like some kind of stuffed animal with them, and it's really exciting, and they introduce it at the morning circle. We forgot it. And suddenly I was on the brink of absolute like meltdown. There was no coming back from it, and I saw that there was no coming back from the meltdown. He was not going to go to school that day. <laughs> So I look in my purse, and there was a banana. <laughs> See? An unusually large banana. <laughs> so I pull it out, and I was like, look at this banana. And it caught his eye, and suddenly he was like, oh, yeah, that's a big banana. <laughs> so we wrote, or we drew a face on the banana, and suddenly it was the buddy that he could take to class with him and introduce. He was so happy. <laughs> oh, so good! That is a totally team banana. So good. So team banana. So a bag full of banana sack buddies, of bananas. sack of bananas. You are doing such a good job. Such a good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. <laughs> I feel it, guys. You feel it? I feel it. Fail me, Teresa. So, Curtis, my two-year-old, plays pretend with the oven. <laughs> So, I know. Like it's a friend? No, no. Like he uses the oven like he's pretend cooking mm. with the oven. I allowed that to happen. <laughs> because I'm tired. And confused. And because we mostly use our toaster oven. <laughs> So, like, the oven has stopped being, like, an oven to me somehow. Wow. But it's totally not okay. No. And we do sometimes use the oven. Yeah. That, that's wow. it. Wow. That's it. That's, I don't know. Yeah. That's really bad. I know. Yeah. I know. Wow. That's, okay. So, in Pasadena... Ellis is about to start kindergarten. He's going to go to kindergarten next year. And woo! And in Pasadena, you can go to your local school or you can do like a lottery to go to, you know, any of the schools in the city. And for Ellis, uh, I was thinking an art environment might be a better environment for Ellis, given who Ellis is and his temperament. So I did the lottery. Uh, like there's like an open day for enrollment. And it was like January 10th, and I'd done all the school tours, and I go to the lottery website, I fill it all out with the choices that I think would be a really good fit for him, and I hit submit, and I was like, well, that's weird, there's no confirmation number. And I thought, well, that's weird, but I feel like that happened with Katie Bell a million years ago, but I'll get the like letter 
in the mail when it happens. And, you know, time passes. And on the 25th, you're supposed to be able to get your lottery results. And so I go onto the website, and it's like, well, the only way you can find out your lottery results is to put that confirmation number in. I don't have that. So I call, and I'm like, I don't have the confirmation number. And they're like, yeah, anybody who did it at, like on the first day, uh, there was a computer problem. No. And so none of them went through, and everybody else called when they didn't have a confirmation number. And we also sent emails out, but obviously I didn't get an email if I wasn't in the system. And then, like, and like we put it on the website, and I was like, well, I certainly didn't come back to the website after I did the enrollment process. And so I'm, like, sitting there last week thinking, my kid is not registered for school anywhere. He is not registered for kindergarten. And there's, there's going to be, like, maybe a second lottery. I mean, there is going to be a second lottery, but, like... I just was like, wow, that felt awful. Like, that's, like, not me on many levels. It's not you. On many levels. You tried to be relaxed about it. I did. I did. I was like, I'm not going to think about the fact. Look at me. I'm going to let this go and not overthink it. And I should have overthought it. And Katie Bell was like, hey, what school did Ellis get into? And I was like, uh, none. Because your mother forgot to do it. Whoever your mother is, it's not me, but your mother forgot to do it. So, yeah, I feel like shit about that. So, sorry. Yay! That sucks. Let's feel better by hearing some of your things. <laughs> All right. And you will get an adorable little trophy that says you suck. All right, this is Anna... Who or had a, Anna. Uh, or Anna, who had a husband who went on a conference. And uh, somebody's about to be thrown under the bus, mm. <laughs> who was our guest. It was so funny. I was reading this backstage, and I was like, I think this is your wife. It is. Hi. Hello. So a couple times a year, Chris goes to dad conferences. And uh, he was at one last week, I think. And... And it's fine. It's great. I get it sometimes with the kids. I usually work from home on those days. And so anyway, uh, he's gone. He's in San Antonio. I'm here in Portland. I take the kids to school. I grab his keys instead of my keys because I'm driving his car because it has the car seat in it. Take the kids to school. Come back home. Go to open up the car, uh, open up the house. And I don't have a house key. Because it's in San Antonio oh with Chris, who took it off his key ring. So he could get back into the house if he needed to when he came home, if I wasn't home. Right. And my keys are inside the house. Yeah. Yeah, and they are. And my laptop is inside the house. <laughs> and I start calling friends. And I was like, does anyone have a spare key for my house? No one does. No. <laughs> the only people that I can think of that have a spare key are my parents who live two hours away. I have a key to their house. I don't have a key to my house. <laughs> So instead of working from home that day, I spent it driving to meet my parents to get my spare key to get back into my house. Oh, that is a fail. (laughs) You're doing a horrible job trying to be nice to yourself. (laughs) Boo! (laughs) 
we have another Anna or Anna Perry. No, oh, she's right here. She's right on the edge. This made me laugh so hard. Your failure made me laugh at you. <laughs> so, so this was a genius that turned into a fail because I told my, at the time she was three, year old daughter that you can only buy those latex balloons at the Dollar Tree on your birthday. Like that, that you can't buy them any other time, just your birthday. Yeah. Then her birthday came and I forgot to buy her balloons. (laughs) I love this so much. (laughs) This is like, that is a classic. That is, a, that is where the lie comes back to get it does, you. yeah. This is what's coming for all of us, guys. <laughs> it's some form. Well, you're doing a horrible job. All right. I, we, this just seemed like such a mystery to us. Yep. So we would really like Taylor D. to come up and share this with us. Woo! Woo! Hello. My two-year-old daughter likes to do what I do. And so one time she saw me eating something, and now she requests it as a snack by itself. And it's rock salt. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just eat a little salt while I'm making dinner in the pasta water, whatever. And she sits on the counter. She watches. I try it. Sure. And it's crunchy, and it's salty. And so now we just have it for snacks. Maybe you can convince your child at some point in time that, you know, that vegetable is rock salt. (laughs) Well, you guys are all doing a horrible job. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Chore Check. Chore Check is a chore management and allowance app. It makes it easy to track chores and pay allowance. Your kids complete them and send them to you, and once approved, you can reward them with allowance. Chore Check is designed to help parents raise self-sufficient kids who know how to manage their own money. You guys can try Chore Check Pay for a month at no cost. One Bad Mother listeners can use the offer code EASY, E-A-S-Y, when you enroll in Chore Check Pay. They'll put five bucks on your kids' cards, maximum of three per family, when you order them. Either download the ChoreCheck app or go to ChoreCheck.com and use the promo code EASY. Have you ever watched a movie so bad you just needed to talk to somebody about it? Well, here at the Flophouse, we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. We'll watch it and we'll talk it. We do the hard work. Featuring the beautiful vocal talents of Dan McCoy. Stuart Wellington. And me, America's rascal, Elliot Kalin. New episodes every other Saturday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast, dude. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome back, and thank you, Dan, for that scathing report. As you know, Max Fun Drive is coming up March 18th to March 29th, which has some folks pretty excited. But as families around the world get ready to celebrate this season of giving, community, and quality podcasts, some are wondering if it's just too much. Are they, though? 
They are. Some people are all for comedy and culture, but with 45 shows offering hundreds of hours of bonus content, plus all the Max Fun meetups taking place around the world, some people think it's too much. While other people think it sounds totally awesome. I took my granddaughter to the mall to get her picture taken, and the mall pod fairy was short. And I, you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry, but everyone knows the pod fairy is tall. Well, I think we should just leave it there. <laughs> Until next time, here's the news you need to know. Max Fun Drive runs from March 18th through 29th. Be sure to listen to all of your favorite podcasts. I know I will. Something we like to do at the live shows, it, A, it's really weird to ask one of you to stand up and uh, yeah. have a breakdown in front yeah. of us. That's, it's hard like, to the, do that on command. Like literally the very first show we ever did, we're trying to get ready for the show, we're like, how do we do the rant? Should we have, like this had rant on it at one point in time. Yeah. And we, I was like, Stefan, can you change that? I don't think that's going to be good. So what we've actually wound up doing is playing a rant that we've received and just sort of collectively as a group listening to it and hopefully sending some goodness out in the universe to the person who calls. Uh, And it's wound up actually being kind of a really interesting thing to do. So with that said, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, one bad mother. This is a rant, I guess, or a breakdown, maybe. I'm just having a really hard time. I have a two-month-old baby, and it's my first baby. And I went back to work yesterday. And it just feels like so soon. And it's, it's only my second date back and I just feel totally exhausted and like I can't do anything. I can't keep up with anything. And I don't know how I'm going to do this. And today was really, it's just been a really hard day because my husband had a big thing, a big event to get to and and so he was stressed out and tired, and and he was home with the baby part of the day, and so he couldn't prepare as much as he wanted to. And then I got home, and and he was stressed out and rushed, and I was tr- trying to help with things, and the baby is screaming, and <laughs> and I'm just we're both just so tired. And we're like snapping at each other and and I hate that. It just feels awful. And my parents were here but they left the same day that I went back to work and it's like it already feels like the house is a mess and there's so many dirty dishes in the sink and all this stuff that we just can't get to and can't stay on top of and it's only been two days. (laughs) It's just really hard. I'm just so tired all the time. 
now going back to work, it's like I can't even sleep a little bit like I was when I was home during the day with with the baby. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't know how it's going to go. And I just needed to call and cry a little bit and talk about it. So thanks. I know. First of all, you're doing a great job. She's doing such a great job, right? What's so hard about this call is like how painfully fresh it is still to like, you know, I mean, like the thing that sucks about like those first few months, if not year, and for some of us even longer, is that like isolation. I mean, you're just so isolated and you think you're the only person who is that tired because you can't think of anything else. And then... You know, to have to, I mean, two months, and uh, I am so angry. I, I am so I fucking over it. Everybody just pick up the phone and call your fucking representatives. Yes. I'm so <laughs> fucking sick of it. Two months, and we, we have to do it. We have to go back. We have to go to fucking work, right? Like, yeah. somebody's got to go back to work, whether yeah. it's, you know, you or your partner or both of you or whatever the situation is. It's still really fucking hard. And at two months, your brain is not even, you are like in super brain hell. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much happening and it's not bad, it's just not okay. You know, like it's, I mean, you shouldn't feel ashamed that your brain has gone totally derailed because you, there's a human in your house that just suddenly there, right? Like it's, you're supposed to have time to like adjust. Everybody is. And to like not be given that time is fucking nuts. Yeah, it's not okay. It makes me so mad. Yeah. It makes me so mad. <laughs> We're not set up to help new parents with sleep. And it's not like only one parent's getting screwed with that a lot of times. It is like everybody who's in that house is not getting any sleep. You know, no matter how well you try and divide it up, no matter how, whatever, it's not enough. Parents come, but they can't stay. I remember, like, my parents being like, hire somebody to come help you, but that felt, like, impossible to do for many reasons. And, like, you know, I I just was like, I don't... Ah! We just aren't Yeah, We're not set up as a culture to like do that time the way it needs to be done <laughs> like, no! yeah so we have a ways to go yeah so of course you're tired of course you're stressed out of course you haven't slept yeah. dude we have a two-month-old yeah. baby and you got to go back to work and of course you're unable to like figure out all the stuff you're supposed to be doing i i just think it sounds like you and your partner are doing a remarkable job and you're you're not alone, and and I am really sorry. It really sounds like it sucks right now. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, but you are doing an absolutely remarkable job. Teresa, what did we learn today? We have learned that lying is good. (laughs) For the benefit of your children's nutritional needs. Um, every, it's really fucked up that we do that. I mean, <laughs> just all the times I'm like, lying is bad. Look at that guy. He's lying all the time. He shouldn't be even, uh, why is he still there? We all know what I'm talking about. Um, lying's bad. So, uh, I, that is so fucked up that we're like, horse balls. <laughs> uh, so I'll wrestle with that in therapy later. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, what, did you learn anything? No. Yeah, good. <laughs> then it's just like any other show. Uh, guys, you are doing a fucking great job. Yeah, you are. You guys are here. You did it. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, yeah you did it. You did it. You did it. You got up. And you did some stuff yep. for probably the like 900th time. If you're like Teresa, clothes were involved and that was awesome. You guys are awesome. wearing clothes, yeah. And yeah, and deodorant yep. of the good stuff. And you did it, you came. And tomorrow you're gonna have to go home and wake up and do it all over again, except yep. for this part. <laughs> it is not easy. It fucking sucks. You're fucking tired. Your parents just left. It's a sack of bananas. Uh, kids won't eat anything. So I gotta do all the shit you gotta do all day. Yay! And you're fucking doing it. <laughs> you are all, it's actually so nice to be able to be at the live shows and to really be able to like see you guys and be able to say what an incredible job you're doing. You're doing a really, really good job. Thank you. We want to thank Chris Routley for joining us. We want to thank our producer, Hannah Smith, everyone here at Polaris Hall, Maximum Fun. Uh, Teresa? Yes? You are doing such, you are doing such a good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to go down, Mama Blues. 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 Know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. 
To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.